Welcome to the Heaven's Edge Podcast, where we cover everything from the Christian life to entertainment, sports, and current events. Although we're heaven-bound, we'll be sure not to shy away from the edge, engaging in challenging topics. As ministry students living within the current culture, we aim to offer a unique perspective on the world, viewing it with a gospel vision. Now, introducing your hosts, Gavin Eberlin and Josh Garnett. Welcome back to another episode of the Heaven's Edge podcast. So real quick, I just want to address last week where we had segmented discussions. We know that it looked a little different, but this week also, we're going to have segmented discussion. We really just want to provide reflection this week. We want to invite you into our own reflections. There's a lot of things that God has been teaching us, challenging us with. We want to share that. We want to invite you to walk with us in those insights and to seek God within them. And I know it might be inconvenient to not be listening to discussion, but we want to also challenge you to engage with discussion with the Lord, to have this conversation be something that stirs in your heart. It is our hope that this discussion, this podcast, would be something that stirs your heart. It'd be something that dives into those difficult conversations, those realms that maybe they're not covered in your day-to-day life, but that you feel that that urge, that tug, and that pull to go and, and to ask God about it. You know, so today we want to challenge you and, and invite you to ask God about it. This week, we're going to be talking on reigniting the fire and the zeal that you once had or maybe have never had for the Lord. And it's a difficult conversation. It's difficult reflection. But we want to invite you to reflect with us. We also want to give a couple updates on what's to come in the future. We will be getting back to our regular discussion type format with Josh and I. And we're going to have many conversations coming within that ranging from shame and conviction, the Holy Spirit. We have conversations with other people that talk about their stories, going from slave to free and how God walks and moves with abounding freedom in life. We want to invite you to to join us on that ride, for there's a lot to come. But now, without further ado, we want to invite you to lean in, to lean in and reflect with us as we dive into this personal reflection on reigniting the lost fire within your heart. You see, abiding. We talked about that last week. We looked at John 15. We dove into what it looks like to not have a spirit of striving purely for striving's sake, for thinking that you can earn anything, but to lean into the Lord and remain in Him. But I want to clarify that abiding is not the absence of doing. You see, it's demonstrating the obedience required to lean into the Lord, regardless of circumstance, trusting that He's going to provide. You must abide in Him. Earlier this week, I was challenged deeply. I was told, you're trying to do this. You're trying to be that. You say that you're going to do this and you're going to go do that. They said, what would it look like if you just were? If you were to just be. And it took me a minute. It, it caught me off guard because I'd never thought about it that way. What would it look like 
if you present yourself as an offering to the Lord, regardless of circumstance, and said, Lord, here I am. Here I am to just be. And I want to dive into the reality. And I think that's an aspect of guarding your heart. It's to realize that you don't always need to be, but you need to be. Be still, step back, watch him fight the battles that you can ever could. He's demonstrating his faithfulness. There will be points in our lives where we are completely unable to guard our hearts, right? Where we get distracted, we, we fall, we stumble. At least we have the perception of failing. So what happens when we're unable to guard our heart? I think the trap begins to stir with this verse here. No one can serve two masters. You will either hate one or love the other. This is something that I've struggled with, and it's the battle against self. And I think we all struggle with it, but the battle against me. Realizing that you are your own worst critic. That you often go against the word of God because you're going to tell yourself lies that are not precedent. And they're not the words of life that he is speaking over you continually, but you choose to believe your own words instead of the words of your Lord and Savior. You don't abide in what he already has provided for you. See, the devil will use flesh and temptations to destroy the heart of the children of God. It's the hearts of his children that he treasures, that he cherishes. I want to ask you and challenge you today. When will you believe that? When will you believe that you are genuinely treasured and cherished? by the living, moving, breathing, miracle-working God. When are you going to call out the lie in your head that tells yourself that you're not worthy? That you're to this, or you're to that, or you'll never be blank, or you'll never be that. To open this up, I really want to challenge you just to be. And as you listen to this message on, and this my personal reflection on, renewing a lost fire for God, it begins with how you approach him. It begins with where you are in life because he's going to meet you wherever you're at. But contextually, it'll start exactly where you are. When you open your mind and your heart to the reality that he's going to meet you because he's pursuing you. Because he's a God who pursues. He's a gentleman. He's not going to barge down the door, but he's going to pursue you with all of his heart because that's what he does. Now, with that being said, I want you to look at Job. Right? Because the Lord permitted things to happen in his life that created difficulty, trying, testing, struggle, loss, strain, stress, all of the emotions, the difficult pain and the labor and the toils. And he didn't know what to do, but yet he never blamed the Lord. He didn't curse the Lord. He said, Lord, I trust you and I will praise you. He trusted the Lord in all things. He realized that the Lord is sovereign. And the only reason he has anything is because it was given by grace. That suffering is real. Yes. It is okay to sit in suffering. Look 
how he fell and he cried out before the Lord. And the Lord saw him and the Lord answered him. You see, but the devil, he wanted to distort the pure heart of Job. He wanted to distort one of the Lord's most faithful servants in that time. He wanted all the things that Job held on to, the possessions that he held on to, to be ripped away because he thought his identity was in those possessions. He thought his identity was in the things that he held, so he ripped out what he held, and yet he still praised God. You see, but the reality is today, when we're unable to guard our hearts, we lose our fire and our zeal for God. Sometimes it's just how it happens. We, we do put our identity in things. We do put our identity in possessions or in characteristics, in circumstance. We put pieces and we give things weight. And so when those alter, when they shift, we feel as though we have lost part of our identity. The other night, and there were three questions that were placed on my heart as I was, <laughs> I was actually, I was going to sleep. The first question was, what do I want? The second question was, what do I need? And the third question was, what am I worshiping? What do I want? What are the things that I want in life? What are the things that I want daily? What are the things I want now? What are the things that I need? What are the things that I cannot live without? And finally, what or who? Am I worshiping? Am I worshiping the Lord, my God, the King of my heart? Am I enthroning him and choosing to put him first today? Or am I serving myself? Am I worshiping myself? Because if I'm worshiping myself, then what I want and what I need are both going to be off. Because I'm going to have the perception that, hey, I'm first, therefore I'm, I want these things and I'm going to need these things. That ain't, that's just, that ain't it, chief. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real honest with you. Day to day, this is, this is a continual thing that we need to work on and lean into. What am I worshiping? What am I going to choose to worship today? Am I going to enthrone the Lord on my heart today? The Lord of my preferences, the Lord of my choices, the Lord of my actions, the Lord of my thoughts, the Lord of my heart, of my mind, my strength, all that I am. Am I going to give it to him? Or am I going to try to rip it out of his hands? Because it's all his. One of the things that kept getting me was this. You see, I was busy, right? I am busy. I have a lot going on. And so does everybody. But here's the thing. I was busy, but I was not busy seeking God. So you can do the things of God without being with God. And where does that leave you, right? It leaves you with others seeing your actions. And I've struggled with this, right? But let me lay it out how he laid it out to me. Our busyness keeps us from God's business. Because there's a lot that he wants to do in and through your heart, but you're going to need to surrender your heart, whole heart to him. Because our busyness can often distract us from what God's doing in his business within our lives. See, when's the last time that you felt as though you were wholeheartedly seeking God, purely Him for who He is? Not seeking anything from Him, but seeking Him, wanting more of Him. When you pray Psalm 139, I'm going to tell you, watch, watch that He won't reveal to you within 
what your hindrance is, what's been hindering you, what's been keeping you from receiving and having that fire kindled and that zeal overflowing. For me, oftentimes the Lord will reveal the idols within. Oftentimes being oneself, me, myself. And here's the thing, we become similar to what we serve. So your heart's going to change, but you're going to drift further away from the Lord if you continue to serve yourself. Your heart will change, yes, because your heart's going to form around what you serve, what you habitually engage in. That's just the, that's the nature of liturgy. But if you put yourself on the throne of your heart, you're going to be, begin to shift yourself and mold yourself further into the ways of the world and what you want. But I want to encourage you to enthrone the Lord on your heart today, tomorrow, and forever. It will begin to form you in a very particular way that is Christ-like. But if you don't seek the Lord, you will not even know that there's a blockage. You may not even know that there is room for conviction because if you don't ask, oftentimes you forget to listen. And when you forget to listen, he's still speaking, but you're not dialed in. And that's where the static comes in. And that's where the danger comes in because you begin to live off of your own sustenance, which is going to lead you into tirelessness and the inability to do what you feel like you want to do. Because you're not being filled, you're living from an empty place. And when you're not filled, you can't pour out. But there's three things that the Lord has been showing me and teaching me in the past weeks and months and, and just in life, but really explicitly recently. Three things. The first, he said to me, he says, show up, Gavin, show up. Come as you are. Come to me. Abide in me. I just need you to show up. I need you to show up every day. Come to the table. Come hungry. Come humble. Come sit with me. Show up. And for some of us, that is the step that we need to begin with, right? You just need to show up. Some days it's not, oh, you know, what are the 30,000 ways I can go and serve him? It's, oh, today I just need to, I need to show up. I need to wake up and say, Lord, you have my thoughts. You have my actions. You have me today. Come as you are and he will direct and guide where you need to go. The second thing that he said was serve. And he put this verse on my mind. He said, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. There is blessing in that. But don't seek the blessing. Seek me. If anyone follows me, he must serve me. Opening your heart to say, Lord, wherever you want me to serve, I will be there. Whatever you want me to do, I will do that. It's the willingness, the willingness to do his will. Now, the last, and I think the most difficult thing, but the most important thing, he said to me, was seek my face. Seek my face. And this returns right back to the emptiness that you feel in your heart 
when it hasn't been guarded, when it's been exposed, when you're struggling, when you feel as though you're weak and unable and incapable to do anything, seek my face. I love this in Psalm 27. It's written, my heart has heard you say, seek my face. My heart has heard you say that. And the response is, he says, my heart says to you, your face, Yahweh, I do seek. Your face. And he is naming and proclaiming. He says, it's your face that I seek today. It is your face. Show up, serve, and seek my face. Don't do things to gain the reputation of men, but act with an audience of one. Protect your time with the Lord. Wholeheartedly seek him in that time. Stand with the Lord. Your worth, your acknowledgement, your encouragement, it all comes from him. Let him be your source fully first. Abide in him. This week, I want to challenge you with those first three steps. Show up, serve, and seek my face. I know it's not easy to walk feeling as though your zeal has been ripped from you. Your fire has been put out. But I'll tell you, when placed within a fire, a coal has no choice but to heat up. So if you feel as though you're dwindling, jump into the fire. Jump in with him, jump into him and remain and abide in him. For he will provide exactly what you need in his time. Jump into community. Connect with people, whether it's through the phone, whether it's texting an old friend or a distant friend or feeling as though you need to connect. Maybe it's a Zoom call. Maybe that's all you can do. Maybe it is going next door to your friend's house. Maybe it is going to your church more. Maybe it's, it's serving on, on a weekend or on a, on a serve day event. You know, maybe it is serving on, on serving during church, seeking his face. Maybe that's setting a time every day to say, hey, Lord, I'm going to seek you at this time. I'm going to read. I mean, maybe it's only you got 15 minutes and you got to start somewhere, right? So if it's manageable, maybe it's five minutes of reading, five minutes of worship, five minutes of praying, and you do that for every day for a year, right? Watch. Watch that he won't move. Watch that he won't change the reality of your life and of your heart. But it is not perfection. It is progression. I want to leave you with that today. Know that I am praying for you and your heart to be refilled and restored to where he is guiding and where he is leading. Hey, thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast. We appreciate you for coming by. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss out on next week's conversation. Also, if you feel led, we encourage you to take a moment and share this on social media, along with even a star rating and review on wherever you may consume your podcast. If you'd like to offer your support while learning exclusive benefits and getting some SIG March, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash heaven's edge. Your support enables us to go above and beyond our capabilities, maximizing the impact that we're going to have together while improving your experience. Until next week, peace and love.